God, we magnify you. Lord, for your spirit, oh God. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our voice all over this building and magnify the Lord. We praise your name, oh God, for who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Let's remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord today. How many want to be holy, righteous, pleasing God? So thankful for all of our guests today that are here. Would love to meet with you immediately following the service in the cafe and, and talk to you for a few minutes just to get to know you and spend just a moment with you. And uh, it's a good reason to have another cup of coffee. Amen. I'd imagine there's plenty of food left over too. So I enjoy Friendship Sundays. Really do. Life can be so busy sometimes, can't it? Get a little time to break bread and fellowship and talk for just a minute. And uh, happy Grandparents Day to all the grandparents, as we heard just a moment ago. And uh, thankful that you are celebrating Grandparents Day with, with us here at the Anchor. The book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 31. I'm finishing the message I started last week. And uh, I try not to ever hold you too long. And uh, neat thing about being a pastor, you can sometimes break up a, a long sermon in two Sundays, and everybody everybody's happy at the end of the sermon. Amen. Matthew thirteen thirty one. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all seeds but when it is grown it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree everybody say it becometh a tree this is compared to faith that faith starts small and, but once it's planted, once it takes root, once prayer as water covers that seed that has been placed inside of you begins to grow, the faith that started small becomes a tree. Everybody say, I want to become a tree. Becometh and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. It becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. I don't believe it's just talking about in this parable or an analogy that just the branches are strong enough to hold birds. I believe it's saying that the purpose of the tree is for the birds to lodge thereof. Again, I'd like to continue what I preached last week on the purpose of of the tree would you stretch those branches to the Lord would you do that the Bible says lift up holy hands Lord we love you <laughs> I thank you for the anointing I feel resting upon me right now Lord in Jesus name I pray that you would speak and minister today to every single person in this room God let us become the tree that the birds or the fowls of the air can come and rest upon us. Get what they need, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says amen. Turn around to a few people, shake their hand, greet them. Let them know you're glad they are in church with you. You may be seated. The purpose, the purpose 
of the tree. Y'all know I've spoken a lot about trees over the last, I don't know, five, seven years. Talked a lot about the tree. We did a two-year theme of the church called Grow Grow the Tree. And um, I, many years ago, became very passionate. Uh, might be too strong of a word, but took a liking to planting trees. Probably because I knew they would produce fruit and the deer would come. And, and I'm a hunter, so uh, that could be the wrong reason. No, really the primary reason that I planted trees is because when I was a boy, I loved to go to Grandma's house and uh, loved to go to Grandma's house and pull the apples off and, and uh, eat an apple there on the, uh, at her house. And I thought, I want to plant some trees that my kids can reach up and get apples off of it. And then I planted peach trees and pear trees and Cherry trees, I learned the hard ways, you really can't grow plum trees in this area. And so I planted plum, plum trees and they didn't work out very well. But I've learned that any time that you plant trees with fruit, guess what shows up? Birds show up. I get Baltimore Orioles that come in that eat the, the peaches. and I had one that would land on my window and every morning would sing to me for the whole spring season. and uh, But from a kid, I don't mind it. I, I enjoy watching the birds from the time I was very, very small. And uh, I would love to feed the birds. I remember sitting on the steps of the house. I didn't grow up with a TV, so you had to create your own entertainment. And uh, like Finn yesterday, he'd come back. You ought to have seen the, 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 the happiness on his face every time he'd come back from the pond. He had a frog in his hand. He, he was carrying that frog. The other day, one of his frogs got loose and you should have seen him. That's how he walked to the house. He was very, very upset crying because his big frog got away. I'm glad to tell you, he caught six yesterday. <laughs> he got happy about that. You should have seen the joy on that little seven-year-old's face having a frog in his hand. And, and uh, being, a, being a kid, and I remember that, that I had those moments. We had an aquarium and, in the living room, I'd put that stuff when I was a kid, just a little, little fish. The other day, it reminded me when I was a child that I would catch fish as big as your thumbnail. If you can imagine a fish that small, you have a small little mininet, and I'd put those in an aquarium, watch that, and, and now my kids, and especially Finn right now, he is enjoying that. I remember as a child, though, putting rice out on the sidewalk and pouring salt all over it. And I would feed the birds and I'd sit there and watch all the sparrows, the house sparrows come and gather. And I count how many there were. And every morning I'd feed those birds. And, and uh, while feeding those birds, I didn't realize that rice was killing them. I had good intentions, but later, you know, at a wedding, you can't throw rice anymore, Brother Nehemiah. You got to throw bird seed at the bride, you know, because rice, come to find out, isn't good. For the birds. I'll never forget as a child that I looked out the window and, and I'd advanced to a, a, a bird feeder and I'd buy my own bird seed and I'd watch out as a boy watching those birds, different types, the cardinals and the blue jays and the house sparrows and the yellow finches and, and all those things from the area and those different types of birds come and eat. And all of a sudden I look one day and the birds just scatter just like that. When it did, one just, just uh, hunkered down like this and here come a hawk and grabbed that bird. Flew out, and you could hear that bird and the pain and the agony from the talons on that hawk as it went away. Because it appears that to everything there is an enemy. You know where the rest of the birds went? They flew away. Many went and dove down into the holly tree and was hiding there because they knew that they could not be reached by the enemy in those trees. And so I've learned that the only place or the only defense that a bird has from the enemy is to fly. It's its only defense. And when it's up in the air, it can be vulnerable. So what does it look for when it's trying to get away from the hawk or the enemy? It looks for the tree. I submit to this congregation today that for every bird, there needs to be a tree of safety. And today, Psalms 1 tells us, as I reiterate, from last week, we shall be like a tree 
planted by the rivers of water. You have to understand here today that the purpose of the tree is not to just have beautiful leaves in the fall and beautiful flowers in the spring. The purpose of the tree is, is not to just take in carbon dioxide and release oxygen, but the purpose of the tree provides a shelter for the birds in a storm. It provides a safety for birds against uh, uh, its enemy or the hawk. You can understand today that the scripture compares us to trees, but it also compares us to the birds of the field. Today, we do not need a church that's just as religious routine, that we look nice on the outside, that we have just fruit that just uh, bearing, but there is a purpose of that, and that is for the fowls of the air to come and rest upon your faith. Somebody shout faith. We live in a world that is a, a world that is a, a liver world or a wicked world that we live in. But you hear me, and among all of the craziness, there is a church that is a protection from the enemy. There is a church that's a protection from the storm. There is a church that is the protection. Somebody shout, the church. You are my friend. I'm not talking about this building that we are in the process of continuing refurbishing through the back. The church is not a building. It's not brick and mortar. The church is the people of God. The people in your work, they need a church. Your family members need the church. Amen. Your neighbor needs the church. Can I preach to you? You need to be the tree that those in bondage can find hope in. You need to be the tree that those the enemy's trying to destroy can, can, can parch down on the branches of your life and find rest for their weary soul. Somebody shout, be the tree. Amen. I'm not talking about a pathetic tree that doesn't have any life on it. The Bible says if you become a tree that you do not bear fruit and you do not bear fruit, you become a barren tree. That The Bible says there's no use for you. Just cut it down and cast it into the fire. It will be burnt. God never intended for your salvation to be about you only. Everybody shout, my faith shall become a tree that ministers to others. Oh yeah, your faith is not just your, uh, how shall I say it, your fire insurance. Faith was not just to be an element to get you saved from eternal damnation. Your purpose of your faith is to bring hope to a lost and attacked world. Come on, how many know there's attacks within and without? Paul said that when I would do good, there's evil present. You've got to understand everywhere we go, there's an attack on families, an attack on the mind, an attack on the health, an attack on the soul. And somebody's got to stand up and say, I will become the hope for my generation. I will become the hope for my family. I will become the hope. Brother Geo, God didn't save you just to go to church. He saved you to be the church. God didn't save us to become religious routine people that come and give glory to God once a week, maybe twice a week, but Nehemiah, maybe three times a week. God chose us that when we leave this building, we leave with branches stretched out toward him, that those in darkness, those in suffering, come on, those in pain and those in hopelessness can come and find rest from the weariness of the storms of life. How many glad you are the tree? How many glad you found a tree that you could go to? And so, and so when you begin to read, you'll find that your faith, it says, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, look at your neighbor and say, grow up, become a tree. You know, you look down and see a little a little tender plant, it, it really doesn't have, it, a little tender plant, just a little tender, it, it doesn't have much responsibility, it's just growing, it, it's growing, it, it doesn't, it just, uh, how many's ever went out early spring, you see a little tree about that tall, 
You almost feel sorry for the little tree because that had any purpose. It's just a just a small, it's just a little tree. Look at your neighbor and say, you're just a little tree, amen. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, but you used to just be a little small seed. Glory to God. The Bible says he grew up as a tender plant, speaking of Jesus. He grew up as a tender plant. But I'm going to tell you right now, he had the boughs or the branches strong enough to bear the weight of the whole world upon him. Somebody shout glory. He became the tree of life for us. The Bible says that speaking of him, the name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous can run in to be safe. We have found peace in him. We have found hope in him. We have found direction in him. We have found strength in him. Can I get a witness from somebody? We have found rest in him. We can go to him. But it was never God's intention for you to just be saved. You become the hope for the unsaved. Just a tender plant that begins to grow. It was never, never intended that one day you wouldn't bear fruit. You just grow up and have leaves, though. You're to produce fruit and... and uh, uh, Hey, Elijah, come up here, buddy. Run up here, you. Come up here with Pastor. You. Hold, hold your, hold your, yeah, yeah. Hold that right there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> don't, don't drop the fruit now, you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Come here. He was laughing the hardest. Hey, Elijah, come on up here and help me, Brother Denver. Amen. Yeah. Come on up here, buddy. He's, he's, hold it by the stem right there. Just hold it, hold it by the stem. Here, put that. It doesn't have a stem on that one. Just, just hold it. Stretch your branch out. All of a sudden, somewhere in your life, you start producing. You get passions and love that weren't for you and, and uh, excuse me, from you. Naturally, there's something begins to happen. Galatians 5 and 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. I know about hateful people get nice when they come to the Lord. Isn't that true? That's right. Angry people find joy in the Lord. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy. And it's what? Everybody shout, love, joy, and peace. You are... The, 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 the world feels denied. Sinners feel denied. Broken people, even saints of God can have moments of frustration. And they come around you and love is hanging off of your branches. And they can pluck love from fellowship with you. Love can be produced. He ate that love, didn't he? He ate that love. Amen. Amen. There's plenty of fruit where that come from, glory to God. Come on, we're not a barren church. We got all kinds of fruit. We can feed all kinds of people from the anchor. Amen. I'm going to tell you, we're poised to reach thousands of people with what God has put on the branches of this church. Do you believe it? It's amazing that a church like this, but the Gators is, we are looking right now at purchasing property in McConnellsville and taking what God has produced from this tree, a branch that's gonna linger down and hover over Morgan County, getting ready to purchase property, already moving forward in that, to have our own church and own property there. Come on, are you glad about what God's doing among us? Everybody shout, there's plenty of fruit on this tree. Glory, brother. Brother, Brother Joe, run up here. I don't know why I'm handing you an orange. There's got to be a joke in this somewhere. I don't know. Come up here, Brother Joe. Fruit on the tree. Fruit on the tree. Little kid around. He said, I heard you was throwing fruit last Sunday. I said, I'm going to today. Amen. Come up here, Brother Joe. Here. Come on over here. Come on over here. In the hottest of climate, 
fruit. Fruit, still fruit. Inside that fruit when the heat and everything's drying up. Well, I'm going to tell you, young people got to get a hold on this fruit thing. Y'all, are y'all with me right now? They're going to have to get a hold on what I'm preaching. You know what I've noticed in a good rainstorm? A good rainstorm, when the, when the moisture gets in those branches, guess what those branches do? They just, they just hunger down like that. How about rest your arm just a minute? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how heavy those grapes get after 10 minutes. Am I right? He's like, thank you, Lord. You heard my silent prayer that I was praying inside of my head. My arms were burning. And the weariness. There's fruit on the tree. The Bible says it'll produce fruit in its season. It, it shall, its leaf shall not wither. I, I'm not talking about a religious group. I'm talking about the tree of God, the church of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the individual kingdom, the individual person. Amen. Storms are going to come. Winds are going to come. But that tree is going to produce fruit. There's going to be hope and there's going to be love. What did the Bible say? It's going to be joy and it's going to be peace. I'll take it a little further. Long suffering. They will wait on you and, and be there for you. It is long suffering. Gentleness. Goodness. I like this one. Faith. They believe for you when things are going wrong in your life. They keep saying, I just believe it's going to go be all right. Come on, you can reach from them and grab faith. You know why it's been bad, but I believe it's about to get better. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Cody, I know you, you've eaten enough meals produced by this man. Won't you peel that? <laughs> he knew I was feeding Cody. He had another one out there. Brother Cody's not going to settle for one. He's fed him enough. Peel that orange for a minute. And, and you, you are in church or you're at the work. You're hungry. I'm glad there's a place to go to when you're spiritually hungry. Somebody told me one time, they said, you get a lot of phone calls and a lot of text messages. I said, it could be worse. Nobody's calling. Nobody needs what I have. Or worse than that, I don't have anything to help anybody with, but I'm glad I've got a Jesus on the inside that can work everything out in your life. Somebody say amen. Go ahead, Brother Cody. You reach up in a moment of discouragement from the tree of God, from the saint of God. You reach and go ahead. And somehow you came to them weak, but you leave strengthened. It was never supposed to be a fruit tree that could only be accessed on Sundays and Wednesdays. Never supposed to be a tree that could not, be seated a moment, that could not branch out and grow other trees. When you study from the book, The Hidden Life of Trees, it said the number one force planter is a blue jay. A blue jay. A blue jay, if you're in the woods, Brother Joe, you, you, you're already producing fruit. See, if you give, it always comes back. Amen. Come here, Sister Hodge. Run up here, Sister Hodge. Well, walk up here, Sister Hodge. Amen. <laughs> Brother Nehemiah, would you help her up? Sister Hodge. Pull her a seat up here. I want her to sit right here. I don't expect her to stand for the length of the sermon. Everybody say fruit. See, God's not just looking for men. You love people, well, you can have it. Amen. Here, here. You love peaches. Well, hold them out. I got to get those away from her mouth or she's going to eat it right there on the stage. <laughs> love Sister Hodge. Sister Hodge, Cindy and I love you. We feel like you're family to us. We really do. But Sister Hodge, you've got something that God put on the inside that produced fruit. And see, there's, there's people in your world that I can't reach as a pastor. But every day they see you. And they can reach up. Uh, Sister Trina, you were out the house the other day when the young families were there. And uh, we went out and I, they said, let me see some of those trees you've been preaching about. And I, I, sh I showed them. And Brent, you were out there. I showed you some of those trees, Brother Brent. And 
and a few of the people come around and I said, get up and try one of those, one of those apples. And, oh, you can't have that one. You know why? Because there's a chunk out of it. You know why there's a chunk out of that fruit? Because a bird's been eating on it. Because even the birds know where to eat. And there's people in your world that, 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 that I'm not in their location, but you're in their location. And you see, they only come really when they're hungry or when they need a rest. Or Here's one, when it gets dark outside. You can stand on my porch and hear the birds come flying in because I've got a... I've got an area of pines up that, 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 that's a safe place for birds when it gets dark at night. Look at, look at this. Look at this. At night, this is what the birds begin to do. They, they, they begin to come and land looking for a place. And I submit to you today that it's not just a man's responsibility to be the church. It's not just a youth's responsibility to be the church, but it's a lady's responsibility. It's the elder's responsibility. It's everybody's responsibility. God didn't just save you to save you. Now you're the hope. You are the hope. Do you believe that? Now, now, now let, me hit a, let me hit a couple points here. When you are on Facebook, you ought to be producing fruit and not worldly gossip. Come on, sweet water and bitter water can't come out of the same male. Are you, uh, I said same male, didn't I? I did say that. You, you can't have bitter water and sweet water. You can't be talking about your brother and negative about your sister and, and, and be hope for somebody. You can't, you can't be venting, venting. Somebody said they come to church one time. They had testimony service at a church one time. And, and uh, you okay, Brother Joe? You boys okay over here? All right. You... you, you, you they, somebody came to church one time. They had testimony service, and you know, they got up and talked about how bad life was. Oh, the devil been fighting me. How many remember those testimony services? Woo! The devil been fighting me. The devil been on my back all day. Bless his sweet name. Somebody got up and said that. You believe that? They were blessing the devil in testimony service. Y'all got prayed. It's bad. Don't know what I'm going to do. Hope Jesus comes because I'm not going to make it if He doesn't come. Well, some guest was on the back row, started feeling sorry for all those saints. He finally stood up and he said, here's my number and my card. If there's anything I can do for you, you poor people, I'd be glad to help you. How I many know that should never be the church? But I remember a man came one time to the church and they were worshiping. They were excited. They were a fruit-bearing tree. And I remember when he stood up, he said, I don't know what you people have, but I want everything that you've got. I want it. How many know that should be the church? It should be the church. Somebody shout, the church. I want everybody to shout, I am the church. You have to be careful not to feel because you produce whatever you're connected to. If you're connected to the world, you're going to produce a carnal mind. If all you do is watch television and all the things and with all the commercials and all the stuff that goes with that, you're going to produce negative fruit. You're going to produce sour fruit. You're going to produce bitter fruit. That's right. Even your own pastor, if I'm not careful, I'll allow a root system to come back and link to something of hopelessness and, and negativity and, and that's dirty and it's not long until I'm producing sour fruit. How many's ever bit into bad fruit? Come on, how many's ever bit into bad fruit? You say, something not taste, it doesn't taste right. You're going to go to another tree. But you know what? If the church is connected to Jesus, come on, that's profound. If we just stay connected to him, we are going to produce love and we are going to produce joy and we are going to produce peace. Come on. We are going to produce long suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness. Come on. Is there anybody here that says, I want to be the tree that produces the fruit of the spirit? If you are, clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you are the tree. Now ask him, say, what type of fruit are you producing? Hey, you know what I say? If no sinners are coming to the church, we're producing the wrong fruit. Come on. What if we're producing self-righteousness? 
What if we're producing condemnation? What if we're producing judgmentalism? I've been in churches I didn't want to go back to. You know why? I couldn't feel no love. I couldn't feel no joy. And I couldn't feel any peace. But can I preach to you right now? When somebody walks through the door of the church, they ought to feel love. They should feel joy. And they should feel peace. Can you hear what I'm preaching right now? The atmosphere is produced by the tree. And if we will come with our branches waved toward him, and we will come with a life of prayer to him, you can't help but produce the fruit that God has intended to come through your life. Come on, I think you all ought to jump to your feet and clap your hands and shout, thank God for the fruit. Thank God for the fruit. Our diets can change our fruit. All you leave, if all you read is love novels and immoral settings, and witchcraft and violence, young people, video games, just violence, you're eventually going to produce stuff that's not producing fruit. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. If all you listen to is cheating music. Are y'all listening to me? Lying music and violent music and, well, it's just our culture. I got to stay in tune. No, 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 no. You got to be listening to some gospel. Come on. Feed the tree. Somebody shout, feed the tree. Be, be seated. And so I learned, I told, I told Brother Nehemiah this year, I said, Brother Nehemiah, I said, I don't have the revelation yet, but I'll have the revelation of birds for the end of the year, didn't I? When I learned that a bird's only defense is flight, I thought to myself some verses. Let's look what it says. It says, behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, Matthew 6, 26, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father, what? Feedeth them. God feeds them. He said, are you not much better than they talking about in comparison how God treats birds that he's going to take care of you too? And somebody say amen. amen. Psalms 104, 16 says, the trees of the Lord are full of sap. The cedars of Lebanon which he hath planted where the birds make their nests. As for the stork, the fir trees are her house. The tree isn't just something I pass by. But if it's comfortable enough, show that video one more time. If it's comfortable enough, I'll lodge there. I'm going to come back every single night and stay there because I find something here I don't find anywhere else. You know what it is? Rest. Church, my friends, every service, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, should be a place of, if I could just, two people two weeks in a row said the same thing, if I could just get to the anchor. I believe the prodigal son said, if I could just get home to the father. Not just the father's house, because the father makes the house. Can you say amen? If I could just get to my daddy, what does he have? He has enough for the servants even. There's plenty there. I've reached a place in my life where there's nothing out here anymore. Drugs and fake friends and issues and destruction. Come on, am I preaching anybody? Just a mess. I feel like I feel like Simon Peter when he said when the Lord said where will you go? He said, he said where are we going to go? When he said will you go also? He said where? You have the words 
And I'm preaching to you right now. You don't need a crack house. You don't need a bar stool. You don't need Jack Daniels. You don't need marijuana. You don't need opiates. What you need is Jesus. He is the hope. And he is the answer. Amen. I want everybody to stand to your feet today. Love God and love people. Everybody shout, love God. Love people. Shout it again. Love God and love people. He told Timothy, Brother Joe, I believe there's fruit on your branches. I really do. He told, he, he, he told Timothy, Paul, he said, he said, not only will this word save you, but it's going to save them that hear you. Everybody say amen. When's the last time you talked to somebody about Jesus? When's the last time you looked at somebody and said you should have been at church the other night? A lady had one leg shorter than the other and it grew. I watched it happen right there. I watched the man right there with a withered hand drawn up like that. Stretch out was healed. Right there. Watch the man right here. God opened his eyes that he could see. That's the truth. That's just three quick miracles should have been at church the other night. I'd love for you to have been there. The power of God. You know what you're doing? You're saying there's fruit on the vine. Can I ask you another hard question? When's the last time I asked, someone asked you to pray for them? And they reach up. Take a bite of faith from your spirit. Faith. You know, I didn't believe in God till I met you. But something is drawing me back. You know, I think that my life can change. I just believe God can fix it. They walk away from you sustained and satisfied. But before they found you, they were hungry and they were lost. And the birds represent the needy or the need that needs God. Did you hear? Hallelujah. They that wait upon the Lord, He shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as He. How many believe that? The fowl of the Lord, he said, they're going to find rest and lodge. There's a difference between lodging and just passing through. Lodging is a staying place. They shall lodge in the branches thereof. How many of you want to feed somebody that's hungry for God, the things of God? Raise your hands. There's an experience that happens when we're born again. I'm coming to a close. Somebody lift your hands and just pray for a moment. I want to tell you how we're going to reach millions of people in North America. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I want people to reach out to me. Lord, I want people that are hungry for the spiritual things of life to come to me. On, oh God, I don't want to live my life saved and no one ever benefit from my walk with you. I, I want to produce fruit that others can find peace and joy and happiness in. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say this with me. I want to be a place that the hungry can go to that the troubled can go to. And in the darkness of the night, people can find rest on you. How many, how many want to be a calmer to somebody's storm? God's called you to be that. You're the tree. 
and the birds are going to come and land on your life, have protection, they're going to have rest, and they're going to have plenty to eat. Somebody say amen. I had a dream. Just remain standing and we're going to pray. I had a dream one week ago Friday. So a week and two days ago. On Friday night. It's when I received the revelation the same day. I received the revelation about uh, the birds. The, that's Their defense is the fly to find cover. That night I had a dream. In the dream I was standing on this side of a camp meeting. I wasn't the speaker. I was just an attendee there. But spirit of prophecy had set over me in the camp meeting. Spirit of prophecy. I was standing in this area. It was a, it was a full camp meeting. And uh, spirit of prophecy came over me. And I lifted my hands and I said, Behold, I have set before you an open door that no man can shut. When I said that, the place just began to rejoice. Hands were lifted. People were crying. People were shouting to the Lord and rejoicing about God had opened the door for them. Their spirit had witnessed with the spirit of God of what I'd said. The next scene, I'm standing on this side of the camp meeting. I'm over here in this area. And I stretched my hands again and I said, the open door is the open door to the North American church where millions of people are going to be filled with His Spirit. Do you believe that? I'm talking about it's harvest time. Right now, I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm talking about today, it's ready, harvest time. An increase of multiplication. Do you believe that? I'm talking about we personally will see thousands filled with the Spirit of God. Brother Nehemiah, this is what they're saying out there. You know, life's pretty good, but something's missing. There's people in this room right now that have said, I, life's pretty good, but something's missing. You know what you're missing? The fruit of the Spirit. You're missing God in your life, leading you. Your spirit can't be satisfied with money and jobs and vacations and, and all those things that we do naturally. How many know that? Your spirit's longing for its creator. And God put himself inside of a believer. Come here, Brother Tyler. Stand right there. He puts inside of you his spirit. And all of a sudden it begins to grow and starts producing fruit. And there's people under the sound of my voice that says something's missing. I, something's missing. What is it? It's God's spirit in your world. How many know that? And in that dream, I was prophesying. This is the... This is, this is an open door to the North American church. Millions will be filled with the Spirit. When I said that, Bishop Mark Morgan was standing beside me in the dream. I was on, down on the platform, who I believe is a prophet of the Lord. Up on the platform was standing Anthony Mangan, the pastors of the Pentecostals of Alexandria, and he was looking at me with a question. I could tell just the question. He was not questioning what I was saying. He believes that. He was questioned, how is it going to be done? How many like to know how it's going to be done? We believe that, but how are we going to reach millions? How are we going to reach millions? And this is what the Lord put in my spirit. Immediately I start praying. And you just have to know when God's doing in the dream, I am the same person in the dream. It's as if it's just real. I start processing and praying and working through my own personality, my own thought processes and, and all of a sudden I said God we've got prophecy and we have inspiration but we do not have instruction we need instruction and the Lord spoke to me in the dream he dropped instruction down in my spirit just like this and here's how simple it is and this is what the Lord said when there is a convert a convert that has been born again do not wait on them to, full, to, to receive the fullness of the truth but teach them to teach what they've seen and what they've heard. Just like that, I woke up. We can't wait 20 weeks to go through new life for somebody to go tell what happened in their life. We've got to release the new convert into the world to bear some fruit and say, here's some faith. I, I, have, I am filled with faith. I, I'm a believer in Jesus now. I'm no longer on drugs. I, I'm no longer a sinner. I have been set free. Come on, how many believe this? We can't wait on people for 20 weeks or six months to give them a ministry. They've got to start when they come out of the baptism 
the waters. I've got a testimony. I've got a story. I've got something to say. God's been good to me. They were trying to question a man that had been blind, but now he sees. They were trying to question a man, and they said, who was it that opened your blinded eyes? They were trying to entrap Jesus, and this is what he said. I don't know, but all I know is I was blind, but now I see. Come on, we gotta release the I don't know, but all I know. You don't have to be a preacher to preach. Come on, you don't have to be a prophet to talk about the goodness of God. You just got to have some faith. You got to have some faith. Come on, is there anybody in this room that God's been good to you? Come on, has he ever done anything for you? Is he worthy of your praise? If he is, you ought to just wave those branches and say he's given me fruit. I've got fruit of what he's been. I've got fruit. I've got fruit to tell. He touched me. He healed me. He changed me. I've got a story to tell. Come on, if he's been good to you, if he's ever done anything for you, shout to the Lord. You don't need a preacher's license to talk about his goodness. Come on. You don't have to graduate from seminary to produce fruit. You just have to have been filled with his spirit. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. We are filled with fruit. We are filled. God's got something for you. Everybody in this room needs a ministry and an experience. Somebody shout everybody. Everybody needs a ministry and an experience. How many want to let somebody know about what God's been doing in your life? Lift your hands right now. I want everybody in the room to begin to pray. Lord, we are praying for the moving of your spirit. We are praying right now for revelation of our divine purpose. You didn't call us to be churchgoers. You called us to be the church. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. God's going to baptize you with ministry. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come here, Sister Erica. Run up here with Pastor. God's brought her a mighty long ways. She told me two Saturdays ago, she said, the anchor is my home. Sister Erica helps provide food for needy families. She helps provide food for homeless people in our community. She helps a lot of people. Am I telling the truth? She does. She helps down a True Light ministry. You've seen that on Putnam. But she made a great statement to me that impacted my life and my friends have heard what you told me. She said, Pastor, she said, when I started helping people, it healed me. Look what the Lord has done. She's been delivered. She's been set free. There's more to it than repenting. There's more to this than being baptized in Jesus' name. There's more to this than just being filled with the Spirit. God gives you fruit to bless people. I don't think it's an accident. We ran into each other. You know that. We had a God moment, didn't we? Me, you, and Brother Eric. Eric, come on down here with Pastor. I mean, Mark, come on down here. There are people in this community that are looking for fruit. They're looking for love. They're looking for peace. They're looking for joy. Do you believe that? It's not supposed to be kept inside this building. If you will take it outside the building, people are going to start running to the building. All you, all you young people that are in public schools, raise your hand. Be the tree. Keep your hand raised. Be the tree. Don't be intimidated when they ask you why you're different and you don't go certain places and you don't do certain things. Don't be ashamed of that. 
They're trying to find in alcohol what you found in God. Did you hear me? Don't be ashamed of who you are. You just put that branch out there of faith and let them, let them land on your tree and let them pluck some fruit from your spirit because you're not too young to be filled with the love of God. People ought to be tapping you on the shoulder in class and saying, will you pray for my grandmother? I just found out she has cancer. Will you pray for her? That's what should be happening on our jobs. Amen. In our schools, with our neighbors, and our families. Have I preached, have I, have I made sense today what the church, what the tree is for? It feeds the fowls of the air. Hold your hand out, bump your neighbor. Come on, get some wind in those branches. Look at them and say, we need to be bearing some fruit that the fowls of the air would be attracted to. I'm going to pray till I bear some fruit. I'm going to pray till the love of God comes in my heart. I'm going to pray till I get my joy back. I'm going to pray to the peace. Amen. Calms every storm in my life. Come on. Do you feel that? I want you to lift your hands and I want you to pray right now. God, I am praying that you would release me into ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A small seed of faith becomes a tree that the fowls of the air lodge thereon. Oh, God, we need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Come on. God's releasing something in this room right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on. All over the building, begin to worship. God's releasing ministry. There's an anointing of his spirit. done the Bible says if there's any sick among you let them do what call for the elders of the church protocol is if you're sick as a believer any sick among you as a believer any sick among you you can bring them call the elders and anoint them with oil but there's sometimes we can't get a hold of the elder we can't get a hold of the pastor but how many know what the Bible what Jesus said these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall. They shall. Come here, Brady. They shall lay hands on the sick. He's going to lay hand on the sick because the other one's in a sling. Amen. Lay hands on the Come here, Hunter. Put your hand on his shoulder. He could be at your school sick. One kid one time broke his thumb on the court. Everybody gathered around and he said, can I pray before you get the medic in here to take care of this broken bone in his body? They said when he prayed and said in the name of Jesus, it snapped back in place. A kid at a school. Because you're not too young. Believer doesn't come with an age category. got baptized two weeks ago. JJ, JJ can be used of God because these signs shall follow them that believe. They don't have to be in church for six years to pray for somebody. Hey. Here, JJ. Hold that. Look at that. Look at that anointing up on him. Look at the presence of God upon that young man. He's feeling the Holy Ghost. You're not too young 
You got baptized last week? Go tell somebody about it. You got baptized two weeks ago? Go tell somebody about what God has done. You don't have to be an ordained preacher. Just tell somebody. Jerusalem, not with the apostles, but with believers. Read it in Acts 8. It got out with believers. You're not too young in the Lord to tell somebody about Jesus. How many feel what I'm preaching right now? I want you to clap your hands and shout to the Lord, everybody all over the building. Go tell somebody. Go tell somebody. Go tell somebody. Your boughs are weighing down with fruit. Your limbs are bowing down with fruit. Bowing down with fruit. It's bowing down to the Lord. Bowing down to God saying, thank you for the fruit. But if you're not careful, you'll bear so much fruit that the limb breaks. Because all you're doing is bowing down, but you're not letting anybody get any of it. Nobody's feasting from your tree. You're locked up in a little holiness world where it's sanctified and it's righteous. What good is the fruit if nobody can access it? You've got to get out there and let somebody access the fruit that God's. It's not just for you. It's for you and your children. And all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now here's what I want you to do. If you want God to use you in the ministry, I want you to run up here. Come up here with pastor. Get as close as you can. You want God to use you in ministry. I want you to come. I want you to come. You feel that, JJ? That's the Holy Ghost. What? I want you to look at me, bud. What you felt when we were praying. That's why I preach like this. And that's why I preach like hallelujah. Because it feels like fire shut up in my bones. It's beyond me. It's not personality. Come on. It's not that I'm just hyper like I get accused of all the time. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the anointing of the Lord. There's sap in the tree. Did you hear me? He said there's sap in the tree. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on. Come on down. I want to be used of God. You don't even have to have it all together. But you got faith and you got joy and you got peace and you got long suffering and you're growing in the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, in Jesus' name. JJ, I just want you to start praying. Oh, God, I pray a blessing over these people. Oh, God, I pray a blessing over these people. I pray you would use them. I pray that you would use them, Lord God. <laughs> Go ahead. I pray that you help people that struggle, Lord God, like how I did. Pick people up from off their feet, Lord God, and help them change their lives like how you did, Lord God. Because when I was incarcerated, Lord God, I didn't have nobody by my side, Lord. With you, it took you, Lord, to help me get off of my feet, Lord. It took you to show me what I was worth, Lord. And if I didn't have you, Lord, I wouldn't know what to do right now, Lord God. I gave my life for you. I sacrificed my sins for you, Lord God. I got baptized for you, God. I changed my life around for you, God. I just ask you, Lord God, to touch these people. Don't them, Lord God. Show them what you showed me, Lord God. Show them all. your hands and receive of the Lord right now. Everybody in the building, lift your hands. Oh God! Oh God! I need you. I need you, Jesus. Come on, everybody in the building. Oh God, I want to be used of you. I want to do a work for you. Help us to go out and tell what you've done for us, oh God. I don't want my family to be lost, oh God. Use me, God, for your kingdom. Use me, God, for your glory. <laughs> Come on, everybody in the building, just lift your hands and love the Lord right now. There is a call of God to ministry. There's a call of God to ministry. Come on, everybody in the building praying. Everybody in the building.
Come on, there's a call of God to ministry. Lord, I want people around me to find hope. Everybody in the building, oh God, let my life be worth something. Let me change a life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Sister Bounds, if you hear me, come here. She stepped out. Listen, there are thousands of people that would love to feel what we feel. And how many of y'all feel what I feel right now? That's the peace of God. It's the love of God. They just don't know there's anything else. They don't know there's an option. They know something's missing. It's like Acts 10. There's good people, even Christian people, that have fulfilled or understood that there's more of God like Apollos in Acts 18. We got to be the hope to them. My wife's pastor wife was a bus kid in a dysfunctional family. And somebody went and knocked on their door, invited them to church, and they would come on a church van. Bus kids. Both grew up to be powerful pastor's wives because somebody said, I got some fruit to share. There's kids in this community that need to, need to have what you have. The only peace they're going to feel is what you bring. The only faith they'll ever receive is what comes off of your tree. The only love they might ever... We've got church fans out there, but we don't have enough drivers. We could pick literally hundreds of children up and bring them to this church, but we don't have enough people to go invite them. But we should after today. They asked a little girl in the back one time, probably 10 years ago, they said, what do you want God to do for you? She was just a small kid coming to church. She said, I just want God to keep the bad people out of my house. Everything that she was seeing in that drug house. I just want God, tears running down her face. Could I tell you? There ought to be something in this house they can't find in their house. There ought to be something in you that they find joy and peace and love. Everybody in the building, I want you to bow your head. God, I'm sorry for my sins. Everybody in the building, forgive me, God, for just doing things my way. Let's all repent. Lord, forgive me of any sin in my life, any sin in my heart, any thoughts that aren't like you, doing things that, God, you wouldn't want me to do. I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm asking you to be with me. Oh, God, I pray you would cleanse my mind, my heart, and my spirit. <laughs> I want to think the way you think. I want to love what you love and hate what you hate. I'm asking today that, God, my life would produce fruit for the people in our community to lodge on my branches, to receive fruit, to receive shelter, and a resting place in a dark night. God, I pray my life will make a difference in somebody. I don't want to have died and never made a difference in this person's life. But today I make a vow that my life's going to count for something. That somebody's going to receive. Somebody's life's going to be changed. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Is there anybody here that's repented that would like to be baptized today? You haven't been baptized, but you'd like to be baptized. Anybody in the building? I know we have one getting ready to be baptized. Orchid's going to be baptized. Are we glad about that? Now here's what you're to do. You should start your day with prayer. You should end it in the Word. But you don't have to be led of the Spirit to tell somebody about Jesus. How am I going to tell somebody today? How about social media? You can tell somebody about the Lord. How about a phone call? You can call somebody you love and say, man, I've, I've never been happier. I feel God in my life. Come on, how many feel like you can do that? How many feel like you could tell somebody at a restaurant, at a store, maybe your waiter or waitress that you say, I'd love you to go to church with me. God has changed my life. How many like that to happen? Well, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Go do what I've preached. Go become the tree. And watch what God does in your life. 
You'll never be more happier than when you win a soul and make a difference in a life. How many felt the Lord when J.J. prayed for us? We love him, don't we? Go ahead and sing whatever you're going to sing. You can pray as long as you want to pray. I know we're getting ready to baptize Orkin. Enjoy the presence of the God and the presence of God. Love to meet our guests in the foyer. God bless you today. In Jesus' name. If you could use anything, Lord.